This is WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Coming up next, Art on the Air, with your host, Rob Hessler. to Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. This is an hour-long interview program dedicated to the visual arts. Each week we feature guests in conversation about their theory, practice, and current projects, as well as the state of the visual arts. On this week's episode, we've got three field notes. We spoke with Becca Cook, Susan Laney, and Ruby McGrory, each about their current projects during this public health crisis. Each offered a unique perspective and take on how to deal with the quarantine. So let's get started with another episode of Art on the Air. Here's your host, Rob Hessler. This is Rob Hessler. You're listening to Art on the Air. And if you are listening to the live show, it is 3 o'clock here in Savannah. And I thank you for tuning in today. Obviously, we are in a difficult situation here in Savannah. But I hope that Art on the Air can bring you a little bit of joy and a little bit of distraction and a little bit of entertainment each week here. And I am trying to put up some new episodes each week even though I am pre-recording them. And these interviews that I've got today are, well, two of them, Becca Cook and Ruby McGrory, were previously published at DoSavannah.com in conjunction with my Art Off the Air article, but I've sort of reformatted them for this show. And then I've got one brand new interview here with Susan Laney. And the Becca Cook interview, of course, is the first in a series that I was doing on artists that are trying to do something positive with their time in quarantine and with a shelter-in-place order enacted here in Savannah. And I really... Becca's a good friend of mine, of course, but I also really admired how she was really putting herself out there to try to help people. And so we talked all about that. Same goes for Ruby McGrory's interview. And I'm going to, that's going to be the one that we're going to air to end the show today. She was set to have her exhibition. Hello. I'm opening as part of first Friday in Starland over at the LGBT center. So that would have been this past Friday. And Of course, it was postponed because of the health crisis. And, you know, that's a tough situation to deal with. And she really did an amazing job of, of transitioning from doing, from having a big project like that 
to trying to do something to better the community. And basically, she's been posting up these images every day, digitally created images every day on social media where she is asking people to express what brings them joy or what has brought them joy in the last 24 hours. And it's a really nice project. And I love talking to Ruby. She was supposed to come on the radio show. And I've never met her in person but I've been a big fan of hers. I really loved the fast food exhibition that she had curated at the location gallery a couple of years ago. And uh, I was really looking forward to having her in the studio. And we will have her in the studio again, you know, once once things settle down. And when she does her actual exhibition, we'll, we'll feature her again. So, but, um, but we got to talk with her. And then lastly, and I'm going to play this in between Becca and Ruby's interviews is I spoke with Susan Laney, and Laney Contemporary is doing a special series of interviews and studio tours and such on their Instagram account, at Laney Contemporary on Instagram, as part of the Instagram Live feature. It's every day at 5 p.m. It's called Present Tense, and you know she's gotten a bunch of artists to come on and you know i'm not going to bother listing all of them here but it's you know betsy kane and Catherine sando and you know these things the instagram live is only up for 24 hours so you have to kind of catch it when she does it but it's at every day at five o'clock every day except for monday at 5 p.m on instagram eastern time and you can watch those and then it'll be up for 24 hours and you can sort of catch that later and susan is planning eventually to gather all of these so you can find them later but you want to kind of catch them live and it's a cool thing that she's doing there to give us something to entertain ourselves you know each and every day that's art related and it's a really i think it's a really interesting interesting project i watched the betsy kane one yesterday and uh at the time that i'm recording this it was still up and i really loved it i've been an admirer of betsy kane's for a long time and so that was interesting to see behind the behind the curtain, so to speak. And you just capture so much of the charm. And I was in her studio and it was really, it was a great interview and a great uh, studio tour. So anyway, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. And we're going to again, start with Becca Cook. All of these were done by phone, you know, with the, in the interest of public safety and health. And so we'll start with Becca Cook and we will continue on with Susan Laney. I'll come back and talk a bit And then we'll finish the episode with Ruby McGrory. I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you enjoy all three of these art folks. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I am with Becca Cook, and we are talking by phone because of... Social distancing. Social distancing, right. So, Becca, let's first talk about, because, you know, this is a huge transition for all artists here in Savannah, what are you up to? Because you're very prolific. Uh, I am, well, I'm trying to maintain, you know, I'm kind of, I'm rolling with the punches probably just like everybody else right now. I manage Escape Savannah. We had to close. We're closing tomorrow due to the mandates and things like that. So I have been working on some art. I have a lot of ideas. But right now I think I've been using more of my creative approaches or practices into, uh, you know, stalking my home, making sure we have what we need in case, you know, we are going to be stuck at home for a while. I'm trying to help out neighbors and friends and people in the, in the community. I have been making UFO aliens things that kind of make me happy. I've been making these little creatures with eyeballs. 
and they have a UFO, they fly, you know, I'm probably going to use these things to make some videos while we're kind of stuck indoors and post those on social media on Facebook. Well, I like the idea of what you're saying, things to sort of make you happy. I mean, I got to say, just, you know, from my perspective, and I'm not generally the kind of person who freaks out about a lot of stuff, but this is like, it's a lot of stress and pressure, and it's hard to kind of keep a positive attitude just in general. Right, uh, and art is therapy. You know, for me personally, art, art, that's why I make so many things. I really use it as a form of therapy, form of meditation and counting stitches. So doing something, making these creatures, you know, because you do feel kind of these feelings of alienation when you're locked away from society and you don't have, your job is no longer there. You know, the whole, it seems like everything's kind of crumbling. But you do kind of, so maybe that's why I'm making the alien type creatures, you know, just that feeling, just that outwardly. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you are like many artists in that if you don't have a teaching gig or something like that, you know, a lot of us, we kind of put together this hodgepodge of a bunch of other jobs that are, you know, kind of, we're essentially in the gig economy, you know, where you're just doing little things here and there to put together a, what is a job. And when we can't go out in a public anymore, that is taken away. And I know I was speaking with you last week and you mentioned that some of your jobs that you do as a tarot card reader and and those events, many of them had already started being canceled. So it had already started to impact you. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, and, then, and then Joe, uh, my partner, he is a musician, so he's lost all of his gigs. So we both are very dependent on that gig economy. So yeah, it's like, oh, guess what? We don't have work and we are in the house with each other <laughs> for like two weeks. And that's it. You know, I mean, we're, you know, there's nothing else. You know, you just hope that everybody stays healthy. You know, what can I still contribute? What are other ways? Joe's thought about having a concert online, you know, playing music online, maybe having some people that can, from our neighborhood, come in the yard with a lawn chair, six feet apart, of course, social distancing. But, you know, just finding creative ways which we can still, not necessarily to me, I'm not, I mean, of course, it's great to make money, but to me, it's just like the purpose of, I think it's so important for artists and entertainers right now because people are really upset. And our thing is to go in and, like, bring some relief, you know, when you're an entertainer. It's really hard going into a room full of apocalyptic, sad people, but if you give them just a little joy, just like a little break, you know, it's very helpful, I think, in situations like these. Yeah, and that's so, it's so hard to, you know, you want to balance it because you don't want to be, like... Right, you don't want to be, and yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to be disrespectful about the situation. But you know, like I had a game at Escape a couple of days ago, and I was like, man, I really got to do a good job. You know, people are really scared, and so I want to make sure that this hour, that they're here at this location, that they're having a good time. You know, so and I can do that. That's my skill set. That's my job. So, you know, you kind of take it seriously. I think a little bit more when you're dealing with um, <laughs> the craziness and, of the world right now. Right, and I think that's so interesting, too. You know, you talked about trying to do some stuff online, and I think, you know, right now, just as an example, you go on Facebook, and and I think rightfully so, it's 
you know, news stories coming up that are either in the feed or are shared by other people that are, you know, pretty dire, you know, which is to be expected. And then there's people kind of trying to stock up on things because they're worried. There's a lot of sort of anxiety and distress on social media. And it is nice when there are those moments where you kind of come across something which can be just even the tiniest little break, even for just a second from that kind of feeling. And I, so I, I'll use an example is that the guests that we're going to have on the show next week, uh, Ruby McGrory, she was due to have an exhibition opening as part of First Friday over at the LGBT Center. And obviously that's been canceled, but she posts up a lot of imagery on social media and it's, while it does have some commentary of what's going on, it's fun and it's like not quite, it's a little bit more like lighthearted in the sense that it, and it's just like scrolling through the feed, scrolling through the feed and seeing all of this difficult stuff. And then just like, oh wait, here's this vibrant kind of fun little thing. Like here's just a moment. And she has a great social media presence. So it's able to, she's able to kind of stoke a conversation amongst people that see it and people stop and yeah. see it because it's not just another one of the same dire stories yeah you can talk about like i have a friend that i've been really religiously following her post she's actually in venice italy and she's been posting about how it is to be quarantined um she's been quarantined i think 12 days is today 12 days for her but she does it in a way that isn't panic you know it's like this is what my first day of quarantine is like this is what my second day is like and and she's doing it in a way that's sharing her experience also posting photos of her cat, you know, on the terrace and paintings that she's working on, different things. You know, also like the positive things that the community are doing, like singing together. You know, everybody goes outside at a certain time and claps and applause for the healthcare workers. You know, she's, she's sharing things that are in a time of crisis, a little uplifting. You know, it, it gives a little bit of a different narrative, I guess, than a lot of the stuff that you do flip through on Facebook right now because it is a lot of panic, you know, misinformation or just like really scary things, you know. That's a wonderful idea. Everybody going out at a similar time and the same time and applauding from the health workers. I mean, I haven't heard of, I hadn't heard of that, but I think that that's, that could be something that could be a worldwide phenomenon. I think that would be, that's such right. a nice that's, positive and that's thing. an art piece within itself. I mean, it's just such a powerful community coming together statement. And I think that's, you know, that's so important right now. That's what's going to help us figure this out and get through it, you know? Yeah. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. Well, I know also that you've been doing some community activities. I saw that, or you texted me last week and you mentioned that you were delivering some soup and some food. And we here in my neighborhood, we had this thing where somebody organized a, because everybody's got to go still walk their dogs, right? In the neighborhood. And so this one neighbor organized a, people go walk their dogs at the same time and those who don't have dogs go out and sit out on the porch and we can have conversations at a distance so like people who are walking their dogs on the sidewalk and people who are sitting on the porch you're you're obviously way more than six feet away and you can have social interaction without 
necessarily being like, you know, you're not right there together, but it's like, it's a really nice thing. And then of course it ultimately helps to connect you more closely with the people around whom you live. Yeah, that's, that's important. We've been riding bikes. Our neighborhood is really, is normally very quiet and people are pretty introverted. Um, but I've noticed like this past week, you know, more of the neighbors are out and wanting to talk, you know, we'll stand on each other, you know, stand in the yard, talk to each other while they're on their porch, you know, those kinds of things. But yeah, I think it's important. Like I have, you know, I have friends that, well, you know, I have a friend that she is kind of a shut in and she has a hard time with her vision. So I wanted to make sure she had groceries for a few weeks, you know, just paying attention to things that like might be in my skill set that I can help. I know how to cook pretty well, pretty resourceful when it comes to homemaking type things. I mean, you know, I'm really kind of, you know, I'm kind of a grandma. (laughs) I cook. I know how to cook. I can mend your socks. You know, this is just, these are the skill sets I have. I'm trying to post on social media. Like, cause I, know, I noticed when I went to the grocery store, they were out of everything except for corned beef and beef liver. That was it. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you know, most people probably don't know how to cook these things, you know. So I posted in Facebook on my page and then also in some of the group pages, if you had to buy things that you wouldn't normally cook, feel free to message me and I can help out because it's just a skill that I have. So why not use it to try to help? I love that. And I think this is a unique experience with coronavirus and a pandemic and everything like that. But I've noticed that whenever there is a crisis, I think in the movies and on TV and even to a certain extent, like reading stories and stuff and even going on social media, it feels a little bit like a panic. But my experience is, is that people are generally good and people want to help each other out. It doesn't become mad max beyond thunderdome or something like that it becomes where people come together i mean i remember after 9 11 happened and everybody was really unified and even more recently when we've had hurricanes here for those who have stayed behind when there's been a hurricane like people come and help each other you know like we go and we you know help clean up logs we help just stay connected we look out for our elderly neighbors and stuff like that so i'm i'm seeing that too is i'm seeing that people are typically being more open to helping their neighbors and i think that it's cool that you're offering those uh, skills that you have to others and i hope other people who are out there listening can can sort of take that as inspiration because we all have some skills here or there maybe it might not even seem like it or maybe it just seems like we take it for granted but there's we all have those skills that can be useful to our neighbors without putting ourselves in any real like danger or, or stepping outside of the social distancing or, or not being mindful of the quarantine. Right. Yeah. It's so important. I think to do all of those things, those are very important steps, but just, we're so lucky because we have social media now. It really kind of allows us to stay connected. And there is, yeah, the community thing. I think what happens is when we're at a state of vulnerability, everybody is kind of vulnerable in the same way. There's no longer, it just kind of breaks everything down. You know, because everybody's just kind of vulnerable. So what else do we do but help? It really does bring the community together. I mean, we're really kind of experiencing a trauma situation right now. So the helpers, you know, who, how can you help? What can you do? And I, I usually, I'm the type, I love to think that way. Anyway, it's, it's part of my art process, too. A lot of the art pieces I make are about social injustice. 
that yeah so anything anything any artist or creative person can do to help or to bring joy to bring something beautiful to record what's going on you know is, is i think very important mm. becca cook thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today for art on the air field notes i uh, really appreciate it all right thank you rob hester here with art on the air field notes i have susan laney on the phone the gallerist at laney contemporary and we're going to be talking about a new thing that she's got going on but susan before we jump into your new instagram interview series that you're doing how has the transition been because we were due to have you and benjamin jones on the show well i guess it would have been a couple of weeks ago now and obviously that was postponed and the amy pleasant book signing was postponed so talk a little bit about how the transition has been for you given the current health crisis well the transition has been one that has happened really quickly so we obviously don't know we're very much in uncharted waters so we don't know when things will pick up again there's no way to know so we're just sort of treading water and waiting to see what we can do and when we can do it and in the meantime we have switched up to doing a lot more virtual programming, a lot on uh, Instagram Live, a lot on different formats, mainly Instagram. That may change, but uh, we're doing an online exhibition on Arcy that Gonzalo Fernandez organized. And so, you know, just a lot of changes very, very quickly and just trying to sort of reset the way we think and uh, how we want to present what artists are doing and, and how they're doing it and how they're dealing with this situation and, you know, just find a way to reach people and keep art on their minds and give them a break from everyday situations, a little bit of lightness in their life. So. Right, and the Instagram, of course, is at Laney Contemporary. Well, yeah, let's talk about that Instagram program that you've put together here because you've been doing interviews with some of the artists that you've worked with every day at five o'clock so talk about what that is all about and what you've been doing so far and what people can expect going forward sure well the program is called present tense and it encompasses both the um, instagram interviews and studio tours with artists and we have a few other things in the works that will be part of that programming so right now, every other day is a studio tour or an interview with an art professional or art lover and an artist that we have worked with or are connected to. So it started out with, uh, the first one was Catherine Sondo at her studio, and she did about a 30-minute studio tour and talked a little bit about her practice and did a demo in her studio. And then um, we had a conversation between Gonzalo and Todd Schroeder, Gonzalo Hernandez and Todd Schroeder, talking about his practice. And then Sharon Norwood did a tour in her studio, uh, showed some of her artwork. Rachel Reese interviewed Will Penny, who was in his studio, talking about some of the things he's thinking about and working on and some ideas that they have for an exhibition that they were supposed to be having this summer, and now that's transforming. So they're talking about, you know, how can they present in the current situation. 
Betsy Kane did a studio tour yesterday. Interestingly enough, Instagram and Facebook went down globally, it seems, right at the time she started her studio tour, and she and David Kaminsky were uh, troopers and made it work anyway, just waited for that to pass, and then re-upped the studio tour, so we had a lot of people tuning in for that. Today is more Cena with Marcus Kinney doing a Q&A, and then Pamela Wiley will do a studio tour tomorrow, and Lisa J. Young will interview Sharon Millwood on Saturday, and then Craig Drennan, an artist that used to live here but now lives and works in Atlanta, is doing a studio tour on Sunday, and that's all we've advertised so far, but we actually have more print programming happening through Friday, the 10th of April, and then it will go on after that. That's what we've got scheduled so far. I think this is really interesting. I spoke with Leslie Lovell earlier in the week, the gallery director over at Roots Up, and an artist herself, and one of the things that she mentioned that was really interesting, because she, they were set to have a gallery reception in mid-March and everything was set up like the the show was actually hung and they at the last minute decided you know what we we're not gonna risk the public coming in and you know we're gonna make sure to be careful with the whole situation as it is and they ended up doing a virtual opening reception and one of the interesting things that came out of it was that the artists did actually go to the gallery and they did little walkthroughs of the exhibition and talked to the artist. And she made a point, and I think this is something that will translate really well with what you're doing as well, is that when we go to opening receptions, they're fun and they're a big social event and there's lots of people there and everything. But it's actually usually you don't get a lot of opportunity to talk to the artist because they're so busy and they've got everybody wants to talk to them and they can't really even talk about the work. It's really more of a social event. But in the case of the virtual opening that she put on, it was like the viewer of the exhibition could actually learn a lot more about the artwork because it was just the artist walking around talking about the pieces. And so I find it really interesting because a lot of the artists that you mentioned are people that, you know, everybody kind of knows as artists around town, but maybe hasn't really had the opportunity to sit down and talk with. So it's like a great opportunity in a way to learn more about their process and what they're doing behind the scenes that they wouldn't normally get by going to like a reception. I absolutely think that's true. I mean, you know, when we're doing this uh, virtual tour of the upcoming exhibition that opens on April 9th in an online format, we plan on talking about all of the pieces and putting all of the information online and doing it. You know, their show will physically be hung and there will be photographs of it and you can see it all. But, you know, it would be a very different way to experience the work. And we are working with all of those artists that are included in that exhibition to do little snippets about, you know, what they're working on now. And so I do think that it is a different way to learn about studio practice, what these artists are thinking about, and really gain something from them personally. I think there is an opportunity for education about, you know, who they are and what they think about in, in a very different way. So I do think we're getting a lot out of it so far. The format is Instagram Live, so it goes up live daily at 5. Right now we're taking Mondays off, but every other day. And 
they're viewable for 24 hours, right. but what we are trying to do is save these and edit them and find another format to post them. So they should be available in some other form soon. So we're, we're working that out. It's an interesting series. And I think what's cool about that too is it sort of gets people tuning in at a specific time. And I think in a lot of ways, we kind of, as an art community, need a little bit of that because like I know for me like a lot of my social life was revolved around going to art shows and art talks and kind of being engaged in the art community a lot of times you know Friday and Saturday were sort of like go to art show days and of course you guys do your openings a lot on Thursdays and so it's nice to have a little bit of kind of like a routine in a way to be able to view and engage with art and I mean, and to a certain extent, there is a connection of community when a lot of people are all tuned in at the same time and sort of experiencing something at the same time, even if it is in the virtual world. Well, I think that's true. I mean, this format of Instagram Live where you can see who all is, is there and watching and they're able to comment and ask artists questions is, is a really lovely thing in a way because they could be anywhere in the world and be watching and tune in so it is a non-exclusive way to to have this community connection i would miss things in other cities all the time and and this is a way that i can tune into something that's happening anywhere which is not something that i really got the opportunity to do as much before so it's an interesting format of bringing people together and giving them a sense of being together, even though they're not physically there. So, Well, very cool. This, of course, is all happening on Instagram, at Laney Contemporary, and you can get a lot more information about the gallery at LaneyContemporary.com. Before I sign off here, Susan, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I would just say that, you know, this is continuously evolving. We've got some fun things that we're trying to figure out ways to, to present. One example would be Marcus Kinney came up with a really great playlist on Spotify that we're going to find a way to share today and, you know, give people something to listen to. He's uh, a great DJ and has wonderful musical knowledge, so it'll be a fun way for people to join in in another way. So. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that that's if you're going to look at this in any sort of positive way is that creatives are good at being creative. And so I think to a certain extent, and I've been speaking with a lot of artists and I have myself, of course, I'm an artist. It's, it's, we're going, we are always looking for ways to adapt. I mean, art is going to continue to go on no matter what's happening in the world around us. It's just such a critical part of our being that we'll just figure out a way to make it happen. We have to, that's right. Well, Susan Laney, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes to speak with me for Art on the Air today. Thank you so much, Rob. I always enjoy it. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Now you have a chance to support both Savannah Independent Artists and WRUU during this shelter-in-place order to stop the spread of COVID-19. 
Creatives in Need is a group of independent artists hosted by the Roots Up Gallery, which is collaborating with WRUU during this shelter-in-place to offer an online art gallery at www.rootsupgallery.com. For every work of art sold at this online gallery, the artists receive 80% from the sales and 20% goes to WRUU and its programs like Art on the Air. Interested listeners can go to www.rootsupgallery.com to start shopping today. The Deep Center, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, was founded in 2008 to address the detrimental effects of poverty on literacy in Savannah. During its first year, Deep hosted free writing workshops for 24 kids from two local public schools and published one anthology. Since then, nearly 2,450 kids have each enjoyed a fully funded scholarship to our three-month-long writing program and have been published in a book. More information is available at deepkids.org. Voting is now open for Connect Savannah's annual Best of Savannah Readers Poll, and WRUU is once again on the ballot. Last year, you voted us best in the local radio station and talk radio station categories. Continue your support of WRUU 107.5 FM by again voting for us in the best local radio station and best local talk radio station categories. And this year, vote for your favorite WRUU morning program and favorite WRUU host. Voting ends at 11.59 p.m. sharp on Tuesday. April 14th, and results will be revealed the night of Tuesday, May 19th. For details and voting, visit ConnectSavannah.com. And as always, thank you for listening to, supporting, and voting for WRUULP Savannah. And we are back. This is Rob Hessler. You're listening to Art on the Air. Thanks for tuning in. And we started the show, of course, with my interview with Becca Cook via telephone, and we talked all about what she was up to. And, you know, I recorded that interview a couple of weeks ago, and Becca has continued to be as productive as ever. In fact, you might give her a follow on Instagram, or you might look her up on Facebook and see what she's up to, because she's doing, she's always doing so much work. And she's been creating these really incredible aliens. We talked a little bit about the aliens that she was making, you know, just for her own joy and enjoyment and also the joy and enjoyment of others. And I've really been enjoying what she's up to. And she's been going particularly crazy with those lately. And uh, and so it's a lot of fun just to follow along. And, you know, it's just kind of cool. You're like on Facebook or on Instagram, especially on Facebook, and you're scrolling through and it's just heartbreaking article after heartbreaking article after bad news. And Then you just see these crocheted aliens that Becca's done, and it's like, okay, you know what? This is going to give me a little bit of a smile. It's just a nice change. And, you know, she also, we didn't talk about this, but she also often will, you know, make a little statement or a little text that goes along with the image. That's just, they're usually funny and kind of quirky, very reminiscent of Becca's personality. So that's a lot. They're a lot of fun. So, and then, of course, we talked with, Susan Laney and all about the project that she's up to there on Instagram, present tense. Then, of course, on Instagram, that's at Laney Contemporary. 
And that's L-A-N-E-Y for those of you who aren't too familiar with Laney Contemporary. But yeah, those are really awesome. And I've, I think it's just such a great way to stay engaged. And, you know, as we sort of talked about in that, you know, I'm used to doing an artistic routine by going to the opening receptions every week. And with the quarantine and the stay-at-home order and everything being closed, it's like, I don't have that anymore. And that's a big loss for me on a personal level. I, I you know, as an artist and an art lover, I want to be engaged with the arts and engage with other artists. And what she's doing with Present Tense is a really great way to do that. And uh, so if you're interested, if you like what you heard there, I encourage you to go over there and check it out. And again, it's it's every day. So it only lasts, each posting is only up for 24 hours. So you have to you have to go over there. You have to check it out, at least for the time being. And as soon as she gives me information on where we can find all of those collected, I will, of course, pass that along to you. But anyway, we got to move on to our final interview with Ruby McGrory. Again, she was having her exhibition that was due to open up on April 3rd as part of First Fridays in Starland, and that was postponed. So we talked all about what she's up to, and I think you're really going to enjoy that. Thanks for listening in. Next week, I'm going to have Peter Roberts and Leslie Lovell both on the show in separate interviews. I think you're going to love listening to both of them. And again, thanks for tuning in to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. Here's Ruby McGrory. Rob Hester here with Art on the Air Field Notes. My guest this week is Ruby McGrory, and we are talking via telephone due to the health crisis. First of all, Ruby, I just want to ask you, how are you doing? How are you handling everything? I am good. I spent most of my adult life, like 25 years, as a chef on private yachts. And in that industry, there's there's nothing that is certain. Like, there are sometimes it would be 3 in the afternoon, and we would be sailing, and I still wouldn't know if I'm making lunch or not that day. So I I feel like I'm, I'm uniquely suited to this. What the hell is going on? Because after two and a half decades of, of just not ever knowing, and sometimes it's bigger pictures, like where am I, you know, when is when is the boss coming? When is the boss going? How long are we going to have guests on board? So that is, is something that my brain has been training for my whole life. And being on boats is its own kind of quarantine. So with, with that, my mental space is, is pretty good. I found out this morning that the man that I work for, who I love very dearly, passed away this morning. So, oh my God! That's, but I, I'm I'm good. I'm very good. Wow, well, everything. that's 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 really intense. I mean, first and foremost, it's just kind of adding on top of everything here that's just going on and that we're all having to deal with. And I, you know, on the one hand, I will say from a career standpoint. You know, you mentioned being uniquely suited to the to dealing with quarantine, but I also think that being a chef is also a really great skill during this time. I mean, I know that for me, I have never done so much cooking. I mean, I, I like to cook actually, but now that the now that there's a quarantine, you know, can't really go out to eat and, and do all of that. I'm finding myself experimenting and doing a lot more cooking at home and you already have that natural skill. My my chef superpower is I can take whatever's in the fridge or in the cupboard, root around and turn it into a meal. That's my absolute favorite thing to do. <laughs> so we still have we still have some fresh fruit and veg. So I haven't gotten to that point yet, but 
you know, we're only a day or two away. Right. Well, and and I think as an artist, I mean, you're, that's another way to be creative as well. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean to, to focus on the negative here, but I, I from what I understand, too, from your family situation that your um, your husband has been going through a sort of difficult situation with his job. And, and am I am I getting that right? Well, he is he is a yacht captain. And so that industry, like many others, has come to a screeching halt. And so we're thinking it's going to be at least six months for, for any work for him. We're okay. We, you know, we have, we have a buffer. We're not worried. And we've, since we moved to Savannah, I guess like 14 years ago, we've been constantly renovating our house. So there's no shortage of, of projects (laughs) to be done. We're, we're not people who will get bored. And I was reflecting last night that, I'm really grateful of all of the people in the world for me to get cooped up with. It's him. Well, I think that's wonderful. I, I wonder how you'll feel in like a month. <laughs> um, again, I go back to, you know, we worked on yachts together for 20 years. So in some sense, it's like we've, we've been married in dog years. You know, when you live and work in such tight quarters. We're used to it. The only difference now is that he's not the captain. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. My wife and I were actually talking about that this morning. My wife, Gretchen Hilmer, is we were, we both work from home and, and we share an office. Like our office is split in the middle and, you know, she has one side and I have the other side. And so we're kind of used to being around each other all the time. So it's mm-hmm. it's more so now, but it's it's definitely like... It's not as much of a transition it is as it is for some people, and I am, I'm grateful for that. You know, I just want to say though, and I and I, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is that you just seem to have a pretty profoundly good attitude right now. I mean, in just talking with you, you know, you just in your voice, you have a a positive attitude, and you're looking at things on the bright side. And I've been noticing that on social media, you've been using your art to sort of be a little bit more positive, which. You know, you were obviously going to have an exhibition, Hello, I'm at the LGBT Center, which I'm assuming will still happen. It's just going to be postponed. But you've transitioned now into using your art to do something positive on social media. So, like, what have you been up to artistically? So, right now, my goal is every day, and and I've kind of pivoted because this wasn't where I was two weeks ago when I was, you know, gearing up towards the show and I'm maybe this is a good time to talk about what the show was to understand where the, where the pivot was coming from. Yeah. Give us the details. Cause I, I think people, I mean, I know I was personally really excited about it. In fact, when I was researching you, I saw Leslie Lovell, the gallery director at Roots Up and, uh-huh. and a fantastic artist in her, in and of herself had posted just as recently as March 11th, Oh, I'm really excited about this exhibition. And so, you know, it's really been such a quick transition from the excitement of doing a show to, okay, now it's postponed. What's going to be going on? So tell us what the show was all about and kind of how that dovetails into what you've been doing now. Okay, so backing up a little bit, going back, I guess, roughly about two years ago. My work historically has never been super personal. It's always sort of a little you know, my personal observation of the world, but sort of quirky and fun and slightly irreverent, but not with a lot of my own, like, here's here's 
my heart and my emotions placed out here for the world to just kind of pick through and play with. It, that's typically not really how I've operated. And around about the time of the Kavanaugh hearings, I was working, living with my employer on the other side of the country, listening to the Kavanaugh hearings. And I went into that thinking, I'm good, I got this. This is not going to be a problem. And it was exactly the opposite, where I was just exploded wide open, facing all of these things from my world and trying to put them back together while being on the other side of the country from all of my friends and, and everybody I know. So I kind of set on this little path to put myself back together. And in doing so, I found this program. It's called the Miracle Morning Routine. Sounds a little hokey. It's a horrible name. But essentially what it is, is it's starting the day every day doing six different things. So you, re- you read, you meditate, you journal, you do some form of exercise, you do affirmations and visualizations. And the man, Hal Elrod, who wrote it, recommended 10 minutes for each thing. That's a lot. That's an hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. And most people don't have that. Some people, you know, will wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to do that. I am not that person. <laughs> so slowly over the course of time, I kind of tailored it to sort of work for me where I don't really do the exercise part so much. And I start, I wake up and I read in bed for 10 minutes. And it's some sort of like self-help or, you know, it's not fiction. It's, it's something kind of directed toward something for me to think about during the course of the day. And so it was working, but I realized the visualization and the affirmation part, I just couldn't wrap my head around just sitting there for 10 minutes telling myself how great I was, or another 10 minutes of picturing my ideal future, and I was expressing frustration to a friend, and she said, well, Ruby, you're an artist, why don't you draw it out? And I thought, ugh, yeah. So then what I started doing is setting a timer for 10 minutes every morning, as part of this process and on index cards as many as I can do in 10 minutes I I draw a little pep talk or a reminder to myself something that is informed by like what I've been reading or my writing in the morning and that was like absolutely perfect for me I've got at this point hundreds of multicolored index cards and I had been doing that for a while and hadn't shown anyone. And last year, I in the fall, I got back from working in Santa Fe for the summer and just sort of decided to take a pause and figure out where I'm going with my artwork and what I'm doing. So I rented a space for the weekend, hung up a bunch of work, and invited a dozen or so people to come by and give me a, a like a critique. I called it my Brene Browning because I was essentially like putting unfinished work out to people whose opinion I respected so much and making myself really vulnerable, just asking for feedback. And I decided to put all of these cards up and these cards got such an overwhelming response. And the thing is, they're very raw. Like I rarely allow myself to start over. If I make a mistake, it's done in ink with fountain pen. So they're, you know, they're, I call them crappy drawings. They're really crappy drawings. But as a whole, they are they have a lot of charm and a lot of power. And so based on those cards, Peter and I created a show around that where 
half of the show would be those cards as they are, you know, in my morning chicken scratch or, you know, with ink smears, combined with um, a larger, more refined versions of them. And so that's, that's where we were for the show. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. By Peter, you mean Peter Roberts, the gallery director at Location and also yeah. the curator at the LGBT Center. Yes, and I noticed the Hello, I'm is sort of in reference to the, the stick-on visitor label right. that you find. So talk a little bit about that because it's a little different from the cards, but it's still that sort of square. And you've been posting up, well, there's a ton of them on your Instagram. So I'm sure as an artist, you know, this. like having a daily practice is, is even not as an artist, having a daily practice of something, of anything is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself. So in doing this timed exercise every morning, there's no chance to, for thinking and, and obsessing and being a perfectionist. Um, I just do it and kind of go with whatever idea comes to the top of my head. And so this this card, this hello, I am like this the sticker you wear at meetings or conventions or whatever, was simply one of one of them. And someone came into my studio and she pointed to that because it said, "I am tidy AF," because I am kind of a slob. Um, so I was <laughs> trying trying to get in touch with my inner tidy person, and she pointed to that and said, "Oh my god, that's so great! I want that." So I started making a bigger version of it. And realize, like, there's so much potential with this. Just the exploration of a drawing, as hand drawing out each one individually and figuring out how to fill in the space so they're all completely different. It is just, I, I love the exercise of that. I love the repetition of it. And right now, getting to the show, like, things, things change every day. I went out for a walk this morning, with my friend's dog for a walk. I came home, and... All of a sudden, we've got a shelter-in-place order. It's like things are happening so fast. So I'm I'm finding that I'm not even planning these these social media drawings out in advance right now. I sit down at the end of the day and think, all right, what do I need to tell myself? Like this is, what do I need to hear from me? What do I need? Wow, that's so crazy because, so this morning, I've just been working all morning and just work, doing stuff, and I had no idea that we had the shelter-in-place order. That's how rapidly things are changing right now. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. But I love, though, this is, and this is kind of what I was getting at early in the in the interview, is like, for a lot of people, it would be very difficult to just know your exhibition is being postponed or whatever. I mean, I will say for myself, I had a project that I'm doing with another artist, Becca Cook, that's that's set to show at the Cultural Arts Center in May. And they haven't officially canceled it yet, but let's be real. I mean, it's it's going to get postponed. And, and like, that's a blow for me. I mean, I, I <laughs> you know, we spend so long on these projects. You talked about sort of starting this affirmation during the Kavanaugh hearings. I mean, that's been some time. So, like, you build and you build and you build towards towards something. So... I mean, I give you a lot of credit for finding a positive outlet for the work in spite of the circumstances. So 
so I guess I, I kind of skipped a step, but when I, it was just over a week ago that Peter and I, you know, came to the conclusion that yes, the, let's postpone the show. And up to that point, I had been working really hard on, on being ready for the show and, and getting that done. And so I thought I, I gave myself a minute to cry and, and said, okay, this, this is, I'm, I'm going to look at this as a gift in so much as this is giving me a chance to reboot. I've been working so hard and, and I'm struggling because some of the pieces weren't what I wanted them to be. And I'm also working in ink with fountain pens, which is probably one of the most unforgiving mm-hmm. methods of working. So there was frustration where I would spend hours on a piece and then smudge the ink or something, you know, stupid like that. So mm-hmm. I decided that I was, taking all of the pressure off of myself and just right now focusing on on rebooting. This is just some turning stuff off, not all the stuff, but in terms of removing all expectation for myself to do anything except for one piece every day that I'm doing digitally that gets posted online. And what I'm trying to do with those posts is... Um, engage people to think about at least one thing every day that's brought them joy and and start a conversation about that. And even if people don't answer me, even if they don't post a comment, just, hey, think about, yeah, this is a sucky situation. You're stuck inside with your kids all day and you don't have work. And, you know, are you going to get this? Like, it's terrifying. But if, if there's a way that we can find just one piece of joy every day, then I think that we might out of this okay well and i think it's almost we have to do that i mean i think that just to survive emotionally because there is i mean i'm not in any way making light of the situation it is dire and it is scary like you said but there is there are positives in on the other side of it i mean i think that like i was talking with um with somebody and i was mentioning how you know, all sports are canceled basically right now. So if you're uh-huh. a sports fan or, or, you know, an athlete, I guess, you're not really able to engage in your passion, you know, in some ways. But I was also noting that, and I say this all the time, is that when you're four years old, everybody's an artist, right? So like every four-year-old you know is making art and is an artist. And then we unlearn it. So I have this sort of secret hope that as the days stretch on and people don't have anything to do with themselves, that maybe they don't sit down and make a fine art piece that goes up on a gallery wall eventually, but that they mm-hmm. use their creative energy to do something that maybe they wouldn't have done before be- just because they're not at their job being a manager or an HR rep or something else right. that their four-year-old self would have never even thought of doing with their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are hopefully getting to a point where they realize that there's, yeah, there's so much creative energy, and it's not even just drawing stuff. I saw a video the other day of, of a couple. She had long hair and let it out of her, um, let me see if I can describe it, let it out of a ponytail so it was loose. She bent forward and fluffed her hair over her face. She's wearing black. And then he went and stood on the other side of her, facing away. 
And he put on a cowboy hat and they had a walk like a man riding a horse. It with her hair swishing in front of her. Like a, it looked like a horse's tail. They looked like a horse. <laughs> I thought this I mean it was brilliant. I couldn't stop watching it. This is is what being stuck inside is gonna do for people to like to go to their primitive part of their brain where we all have as human beings to make stuff like that is encoded in our DNA. We need to make things for survival. We need to make tools. We need to make shelter. That's all in us. We just got wrapped up in being managers and and workers. Yeah, you've, it's funny you mentioned that the hair thing because I I was actually talking with my wife about that the other day. Is like if there was ever a time that you wanted to like take a chance and do some crazy haircut or dye your hair or anything like that, now is the time because either it's awesome and you'll love it and it'll make you happy, or it's terrible and nobody will see it. There's no loot. It's a no lose situation, and <laughs> so you might as well just right. take a chance, you know. Anyway, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about one other thing I noticed that you were doing on social media. You kind of you you did a like a call out to send packets to kids. Talk a little bit about that. I don't know if you want that on the radio. I don't know if you want to. I don't even like. I filled up an entire clothes basket yesterday for my mailman to pick up. But one of the things that I'm doing, like I said, I've, I've tried to remove the pressure from myself to be super productive right now so I'm not making lists of things to do every day which is goes against how my brain works but I'm just trying to to just if I have this opportunity for a reboot then I'm, I'm going to take it like I accidentally stayed up till after two in the morning finishing a book this morning so then I slept in today <laughs> and I'm, I'm like forgiving myself for that but I'm also going through my studio, and I've, I've gone through so many different mediums. When I got my MFA, it was in fibers, and it was all hand-embroidered work. So I've got so much, so many textile materials, and I've, I've worked in so many different things. And I'm not using it all, so it just seems like if anybody wants a child or adult wants some sort of happy package it's gonna be random but i'm willing to send it out that's awesome i want to wrap up here but before we do that give me the information if people want to know more about you if people want to find your instagram if do you want to share that information with people so they can kind of find out what you're up to well my instagram is ruby studios and my website is rubystudios.com and that's Ruby with an I for our listeners out there. Ruby with an I. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Ruby McGorry, it's been a real pleasure talking with you for Art on the Air today. And I look forward to seeing your daily posts of something a little bit joyful. Well, thank It was wonderful talking with you. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the inside of your house for the <laughs> next two weeks. Thank you so much, Ruby. Appreciate it. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU Station Archives on our website, 
as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.